You are now listening to The Shyest Podcast, when millions of opinions just aren't enough. Here we are again on Victory Monday after the Bills went into Kansas City and stomped the Chiefs 38-20. It's time for My Buffalo Blues. Welcome once again to another edition of My Buffalo Blues and it's... A good feeling to wake up on Monday morning after a win like that on the road over the Chiefs, who we clearly do not like. Uh, Great game by the Bills. They really played great on both sides of the ball. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know that I have that much to say other than I'm super happy. We'll see. Um, I was thrilled with their approach to this game. The defense came out on that first possession and, you know, they held when it looked like maybe they were going to give up a touchdown there and holding the Chiefs offense to a field goal in that situation was a huge victory for the Bills defense, especially with the Chiefs getting the ball to start the game. It allowed the Bills offense to come out and set the tone and they did. Uh, Clearly, the Bills went and watched the... Ravens game because that first uh, drive that they went on they were not afraid at all of the Chiefs defense and they brought in a lot of those kind of like read option looks the bunch running back looks they really clogged up the backfield and made the Chiefs have to make decisions and what we saw in that Raiders game is that the Chiefs are not an aggressive defense when it comes to tackling and the Bills took full advantage of that. They gave the ball to Singletary a couple times to start it and then Allen cracks a 22-yarder. He hits Dawson Knox on that big throw and then it's Moss, Allen again and Allen finished it off with that touchdown run where I mean he really basically doesn't even get touched so the Bills came out and they're playing bully ball to start the game and it was great to see because I think one of the bigger hurdles for the Bills over the last few seasons I think they played the Chiefs three times with uh, Mahomes and Allen at least three they played them twice last year and they played them once the year before and the Bills have lost all of them and with the Chiefs being the Chiefs and having the reputation they have you know I don't think the Bills were necessarily, like, actually scared, but it was just, like, concern over what are the Chiefs going to do more so than, like, let's go out here and do what we do. And, you know, leading up to this game, Emmanuel Sanders talked about that in, uh, and it wasn't a, not exactly a press conference, but in interviews, he talked about the Bills just needing to do what they do. And they came out and they did it. And, you know, the Chiefs still responded, and they put together a 12-play, 80-yard touchdown drive 
that you know they had to draw up some crazy stuff in the red zone in order to score because it seems like they can't just line up and uh, play straight up with the Bills defense. So they did get that touchdown and they took the lead 10-7, but you knew the Chiefs were going to score eventually. So even then, it's like, okay, they regrouped, they scored a touchdown, the Bills are getting the ball back, and then the Bills, you know, did what they do and they got back to work on offense too. And they stayed dedicated enough to the run because I think they knew they had to be physical in this game, like I said earlier. And in the second half, it mattered a lot more, but we'll get to that later. Um, after that Chiefs touchdown to take the lead, the Bills go down and Allen uh, hits Emmanuel Sanders on that ridiculous throw to the back of the end zone. Sanders, I don't know, he like hypnotized the defensive back or something on that play because it wasn't really like running a full speed route didn't really give him like the greatest move he just kind of gave him like a little shoulder lean and all of a sudden he's past the guy and creating space and Allen just put the ball on the money and it was gorgeous bills go up 14 10 at that point and I mean realistically that was it as soon as the bills went up 14 10 like the game was not mathematically over but the bills had control and they added a field goal, uh, another solid drive where they could have scored a touchdown, but at least they got the field goal, made it a 17-10 game. They turned the Chiefs over on downs on the next play, or on, not on the next play, on the next Chiefs series, and they punished that uh, with that Dawson Knox 53-yard touchdown on the next possession for them. So it's 24-10 at that point, and I mean, the Chiefs have an explosive offense and they can score, but... The Bills defense is playing well. They figured out the Chiefs, right? Even without, even without Matt Milano in the game, you had A.J. Klein playing some really good minutes. He played a lot for Matt Milano last year, I think, which helped him fit into the system. And one thing that stood out to me with how the Bills defense was playing early in this game is that they were finishing every tackle. Like, every play that went to the sideline, they're trying to punch the ball out. Every guy that hits the ground, they're wrapping up and they're group tackling out there. So, every single time, the Chiefs had to earn everything. And that's not the kind of team that the Chiefs are. The Chiefs are a finesse team. They like to get their momentum going, start hitting big plays. And you saw it in the Super Bowl. Like, those guys don't like getting hit. And, I mean, who really likes getting hit? There's some crazy guys out there that love it, but... For the most part, you don't want to get unnecessarily hit in this league. It causes a lot of injuries that cost you a lot of time and potentially could cost you a lot of money. But AJ Klein was one of those guys who was leading the way on just absolutely working out there. Every single time he had the opportunity to tackle somebody, he's finishing that tackle with emphasis. And it was that kind of defensive attitude that really led the way and let the offense find their rhythm. So the Chiefs did end up getting that field goal before the half and made it 24-13, but the Bills were getting the ball back. So, you know, you're up 11, getting the ball back. That's a really good position to be in on the road in Kansas City. Then there's that crazy weather delay, and the game is postponed for, I don't know, like an hour almost at that point. So my biggest concern was, like, this is a momentum-based game. We saw in that Super Bowl with the Ravens and the 49ers when the power went out, it gave the 49ers like a whole extra hour to game plan for all the things that they had done wrong in the first half. And they got back in it 
and they almost ended up winning that game. So I didn't want to see that happen. I wanted to see the Bills come out and continue to dominate the way they were dominating. But their first possession of the uh, second half, they come out and they go three and out. And so that wasn't promising. But the defense held tough. They forced a punt. Bills offense comes out and they punt again. So it's a little discouraging because it's 24-13. The offense isn't really able to get that nail in the coffin that you know we're looking for at that point. But they're still up 11. They're still up two full scores. And their punt backs the Chiefs up a little bit. All right, let me see. Where did that drive start? Yeah, oh, yeah it started them at the at their own eight-yard line. And so it was on uh, this series that... Mahomes throws the interception to Micah Hyde and Hyde takes it 26 yards and returns it for the touchdown. So at that point it's 31 13. The Bills defense is dominant. The offenses come out and hit some big plays on them and the Chiefs are in deep crap. They're down 18. They come out, they're pressing all of a sudden and they throw another interception on the next, on the next possession. And this is the one that uh, Groot Greg Rousseau just made a crazy play on and he's looking like he's right up there with the very best draft picks of this most recent draft and especially for a guy who had sat out his final year of college to come into the NFL and be this effective this fast to have this kind of a game against the Chiefs and come away with this kind of pick I mean it's the kind of play we saw J.J. Watt used to make a lot like he had those long arms strong hands and his timing was great and he knew when he wasn't going to get to the quarterback that he could get up and tip those passes and so clearly uh, Russo has been cut from that cloth and he's a little bit faster and more athletic than Watt too I think right now but that remains to be seen he's he's good he's big his wingspan's ridiculous and you saw it on like maybe the second or third, the first possession of the game for uh, the Chiefs. It was maybe the second or third play. And he's getting blatantly held already. And they don't call it. And I was like, oh, great. Here we go. They're not going to be calling anything in this game. And he ends up still having a very good, very effective game. Comes up with that interception. Bill's offense still doesn't really capitalize on it. They go three and out on the next one for no yards. But they are in control of the game up 18, and the third quarter is winding down. So at that point, I'm like, all right, if the Chiefs don't score here before uh, the end of the quarter, before the end of the third quarter, the game's over. You know, if, they, if they're down 18 going into the fourth quarter, the way the Bills' defense is playing and the way the Bills are able to score on offense, this game's realistically just not going to be winnable for them. The Chiefs do, however, get that touchdown. And they get it to Kelsey on some... I think this was the weird, like, ugly shovel pass. Uh, but it's like pouring rain, so things are getting really weird out there. And they convert the touchdown. They cut it to 31-20. And then the Bills get the ball back. And so, 11-point game. There's, I don't know, looks like about 13 minutes left in the game. If the Bills don't score and they give the ball back, they're in danger of potentially letting the Chiefs get back into it. Uh, so it was great to see the Bills take that drive and go 12 plays, 85 yards, 8 minutes, and 
the throw that Josh Allen had to Emmanuel Sanders on this touchdown was insane. Like, he's rolling out left. Sanders is kind of stopping to try and find a hole in the zone, and Allen just threads the needle on this throw. It's incredible. Um, and so to see Josh play like this on such a big stage when they needed him to, it was... I don't know. Redemption is not the right word, but vindicating, I think, for all the people that have been like, this guy sucks. Because um, we, I think this was the drive also where Allen had the the hurdle for the first down on, yeah, I think it was the third and four. And it's like those kind of plays are the ones that, you know, Bills fans saw. And we said that this is our guy. This is going to be our quarterback right here because... He wants to win so bad that he is gonna he's gonna make this happen. He's gonna will it. We saw it in the Thanksgiving game against Dallas. That was a big game for the Bills too. That was a national TV game on Thanksgiving against the Dallas team that, you know, there, there's a lot of history with there. You know, Dallas, even though they weren't playing great at the time, like that was still like Dak Prescott's team. They were still always in the conversation to be one of the better teams in the NFC. And Allen had that like quarterback sneak where he just willed himself through the defense for the first down. And I think it was that moment, at least for me, where I was like, oh my God, like this guy's going to be something special. Because, uh, you know, he was athletic and stuff. And we had seen him make all kinds of crazy plays. And there was plenty of moments where. He tried to do too much and fumbled, but I think that moment, like, he let the rest of the team know. He let the fans know that I'm going to put you guys on my back and we're going to win. And I don't really think they looked back since. Like, he's been getting better ever since then. The Bills have been getting better ever since then. And to see him make that kind of play in this game on the road at Kansas City, you know, he downplayed it a little bit after the game was over. He's trying to contain his excitement or maybe he just realizes that you know maybe that mentality of like it's just the next game it's not the big game and they're just going to move on to the next one maybe maybe it's legitimate but I think they're going to go in the locker room and celebrate that a little bit um definitely when they're watching the tape on this game they're going to enjoy watching that one back <laughs> and they're going to have some fun so anyway the bills score on that touchdown or they score a touchdown on that drive. They go up 38-20, and really Kansas City's, you know, dead in the water at that point. But this uh, this drive ends with the fumble. It was a bad snap that Mahomes recovered, and his own guy ended up kicking it out of his hands. But when you look at the entirety of that play, it's not just oh, it was a mistake or a freak accident or something like that. It's like the Bills' defensive line had been getting pressure all night long. And they had screwed with the timing of the Chiefs' offensive line, much like what we saw in the Super Bowl last year. And they messed up the rhythm of the, of the, uh, the snap, and Mahomes was already like looking downfield before the ball hit him in the hands. So he called for the snap, but he just kind of anticipated catching it. And they always say to receivers, like, look the ball into your hands, and there's a reason for that. So he didn't do it. He fumbles. He goes to pick it up, and his offensive line is getting so blown up that his O-lineman steps backward and kicks the ball out of his hands. And that's where Tredavious White goes and recovers it, and that's the ball game. Bills end up winning 38-20, and 
I think a big part of what I liked, aside from the obvious, is their offensive identity in the second half with the lead is something that I wanted to see them put to the test. Um, I'm a huge proponent of run the ball with the lead in the second half, make the clock your friend, and we saw the Bills do it. It's important in closing out games, especially for a team that's not used to doing it. I mean, one of the things that really helped the Buccaneers win the Super Bowl last year was they found their running game down the stretch, and they carried it with them into the playoffs, and it allowed Tom Brady to not have to be perfect out there, and it allowed it allowed him to take more chances. It opened up their offense, and so in the second half, what we saw was that the Bills ran the ball 9 out of 12 times on first down in their second half possessions. And yes, they they punted a lot, but running the ball started the clock. And so the Chiefs were already down two scores. So starting the clock on your opponent when your opponent's down two scores, it forced the Chiefs to play with a sense of urgency that maybe they didn't quite need to if the clock had stopped like if they had more time in the game they could maybe try and establish the run a little bit more they didn't have to resort to like all right we're going to panic we're going to start having to like throw the ball a lot more than we want to and so yes the bills punted on their first three possessions of the second half in that rain but down distance time all those things came into it and i think those turnovers that came from the chiefs um they were all a result of the Bills being able to control the clock. And just so I don't say this incorrectly, the Chiefs, I think three of their four final possessions were turnovers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was the pick six from Micah. Then it was the interception to Groot. Then they scored the touchdown, but then they fumbled and then the game. So running the ball, playing defense looked really really good and the bills still scored 38 points here and josh allen still threw for 300 yards so i think the bills can do all the things they want to do on offense for the most part other than like get every single receiver involved in a big way but they can come out here score a bunch of points control the clock put the game away have allen do his thing and still look great and i think he only completed 15 passes and still had 300 something yards and three touchdowns so super efficient he's averaging uh, I don't know, what is it, 30-something yards of completion at that rate? Uh, almost. And three touchdowns. Definitely outplayed Mahomes. Uh, but the Chiefs have no defense, so it was much easier for Allen to outplay him. But nonetheless, he did. And it was a, it was a pinnacle moment for this Bills team to beat this Chiefs team in Kansas City. Because say the Chiefs get their shit together and they make a run at it and they end up being one of the best records in the AFC, they're going to have to go to Buffalo. As long as Buffalo does what they're supposed to do and continues to play the way they're playing, the road to the Super Bowl in the AFC is likely going to go through Buffalo. There's some other good teams out there that are going to challenge, but for right now, for the sake of this argument, we know that the Chiefs at the very least will have to go to Buffalo this situation um so i don't want to say that the chiefs are bad because they're not 
and I think it discredits what the Bills did because we've seen the Chiefs score a ton of points on everybody. So the fact that they held them to 20 is a statement. The Chiefs just play arrogant football, and I've been saying it for a while. And it bit them in the ass here. They turned the ball over four times again at home, just like they did against the Chargers, and they lost that game too. And they were in a position to actually win the Chargers game, and they still didn't. So... That being said, the Bills went in there in terrible conditions, held them in check, and still hung almost 40 points on them. And going into this game, you know, I had no fear that the Bills were going to score on the Chiefs. I knew that was going to happen. It was just a matter of, like, how much are the Chiefs going to score? I have the Bills defense in my fantasy league. And a friend of mine said that just sit the Bills defense and take the zero this week and I told them uh uh-uh I was like they're gonna show you something the Bills defense is elite just because they're beating up on bad teams doesn't mean the things that they're doing won't translate and we saw that the Bills defense gave me 15 points in my league I mean we have a little bit of augmented defensive scoring to really highlight the things that the defense should get credit for but nonetheless the Bills defense played really well this week I think I mean my team sucks but I think they were my highest scoring player that was actually in my lineup So, you know, go Bills. The defense looks fantastic. They have the fewest points given up in football. They have the most points scored in football, so they also have the highest points differential. But the Bills are number one in offense, number one in defense. Just beat their biggest rival on the road and did it easily. So, sky's the limit. I mean... The one thing they have to watch out for is kind of what happened to the Rams after they beat the Bucks. Can't have a letdown game. Can't go on the road to Tennessee and be leaning on this uh, Chiefs win as kind of the the marker of success for your season. Just it's on to the next one. Keep doing what you're doing. The Bills have played well against Tennessee in the past, even though they lost last year to them in the regular season. Um, what else? What else? I'm not going to get into previewing that game right now. Uh, I don't want to get into nitpicking the penalties too much. I mean, if you're a Bills fan, you watch that game. I can imagine how frustrated you were with the officials. It was bad. There was a lot of bad calls. The officiating has been bad in the league all year. If you're a Chiefs fan, you're probably looking at that game, seeing the Frank Clark roughing the passer penalty and thinking that you got screwed by the officials. But, you know, it was a makeup call, which there shouldn't be. They should just get it right. There should have never been a holding on Mitch Morris on the the player two before that that put the Bills in the situation to pick up the sack. Uh, Morris didn't hold, so... There's a phantom holding call that led to the roughing the passer call, and really the two just wipe each other out, and the Bills get a first down. But, yeah, I don't want to get into it too much. Um, I want to look at the receiving numbers because Dawson Knox has ascended into one of the better tight end threats in the league right now, and I'm sad that I didn't make a play for him as a free agent. I was just so loaded already on Buffalo guys that – like not all these guys can go off every week and I don't know starting to look that way but he he had three catches for 117 and a touchdown 
I mean, tight ends aren't supposed to get behind the defense like that. And he did it twice. And on one of those, like, maybe there was a little push. But the second one, he just got way behind the defense and scorched the guy. Um, So having a tight end threat like that, as we've seen with Kansas City, as we've seen with Tampa Bay, is, you know, a serious game changer. And while Stephon Diggs is maybe having a, you know, fairly quiet season compared to last year, I think it just looks that way because he's not, like, adding up to these monster games yet. And it took him a while to get to those games last season, too. But if you just look at his numbers right now, he's still on pace to be at about 90 catches and 1,000 yards by game 15. So even with the extended season, he should have 90 catches and 1,000 yards by game 15. That's not a bad year at all. He's just not putting up like the ridiculous fantasy weeks that we saw from him a few times last year. And honestly, for right now, it's the Emmanuel Sanders show. I mean, Emmanuel's playing incredible. So why not just feed the hot hand while he's there? Sooner or later, teams are going to have to, you know, pick their poison and Diggs will have his games. I think Diggs last week had 100 something, 115, 117 yards. So it's like his, his big games are there. He's still leading the team, uh, the team in receiving. Uh, he's still on a great pace, but you know, Sanders has a couple of these two touchdown games now and his consistency, he's always, he's always going to give you about 50 to 75 is where he's at. He's going to give you a handful of catches, but one of them is going to be that big one in like the 30 to 40 range. And he's such a good route runner and he's got such good hands that he's a real threat in the red zone. He's got four touchdowns on the season now. And just with those three guys playing as well as they are, you know, like Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis are just on the outside looking in right now. It's like those guys are good receivers. Beasley has gotten his share of targets in a couple of games. Davis, not so much, but that's because Sanders took a lot of his job away. So it'll be interesting to see how they want to fold these guys in later. But right now they're running like a three wide set with the tight end and it's looking good. They're running the ball consistently. Um, Moss and Singletary didn't really, like, chew up the Chiefs' defense the way I thought they could. Um, But they did exactly what they were supposed to in the second half, which is what I wanted. And it's just run the ball, don't fumble, get the clock moving. And they combined for 62 yards on 17 carries. So, yeah, not great, but they got the job done. And Allen, I think, tacked on another 60 yards or something like that. I think they had like a hundred and something total rushing yards. So as a team, their rushing yards were there and using the running back looks to create some of the lanes for Josh Allen helped a lot. It allowed them to score that first touchdown and keep the Chiefs defense honest. Um, I don't know. What else is there to say? The Bills played great. I hope everybody who watched that game and really like believed in the bills to win this game i hope you feel vindicated i felt that the bills were the better team going into this game i was surprised that the chiefs were two and a half point favorites at home just because of everything we had seen up until this point i I would have favored the bills uh but i guess late money came in on the chiefs i think the bills may even started as favorites in that game but i don't remember exactly i just remember the closing line was like two and a half and like, I get it to an extent, but it's kind of like just r- the run-of-the-mill like disrespect that the Bills get. And 
thankfully they don't give a shit. They went in there, kicked the Chiefs' ass. Haven't haven't struggled really with anybody since the Pittsburgh game. And even in that game, they were up 10 nothing and just played a really poor second half. And that's what it was. And although the Steelers lost three in a row, I think by the end of the season, we'll see a Steelers team that's close to 500. And, you know, that win won't age as badly as it did over the first month of the season. Uh, the Steelers just played like crap three games in a row once their defense got hurt after the Bills game. So it made it look like, oh, the Bills lost to this Steelers team? Like, the Bills can't be for real, right? But guess what they are, and they're here to stay. And as long as they're focused and they're keeping that same mentality of next game up, you know, the most important game is the next game, they're going to go into Tennessee and they're going to handle business. They've historically been pretty good against Derrick Henry, they beat him two seasons ago when they played in the regular season. They shut Henry down. Um, so I think that the Bills are in a good position here. They're definitely going to be favored in this game with the Titans. The Titans struggled with the Jags, although they eventually ended up blowing them out. Like, that game was way closer than it ever should have been early. Uh, Titans' defense isn't good. It's just not. So the, we know the Bills' offense is good. We know the Bills' defense is good. Bill's special team is pretty good, although we don't get to see it that often because there's a lot of fair catches and they don't really kick field goals too much. I mean, Tyler Bass, I think, was still the leading scorer in the league. Um, maybe it was on the team, but I think I saw something last week that he was the leading scorer in the league, so all those extra points. But nonetheless, you got the Bills as the number one offense and the number one defense going into Tennessee, who definitely is not the number one defense or the number one offense after these last two weeks struggling with teams that were winless at the time. And the Bills aren't one of those teams. So it's a significant step up in competition for the Titans. For the Bills, they just have to, you know, cross off their uh, X's and O's list and stay disciplined against the run game. Don't let Henry have one of those crazy games. And they'll be fine. So if you listened and you came and you hung out and celebrated a Bills win today on Victory Monday... Thank you for joining me. We'll do this again. And hopefully we'll have another Victory Monday to celebrate next week. And until next time, I'm your host, Nick Scheist. Take care, everybody. Thanks to everyone who took the time to listen to the episode. If you enjoyed it, please help me out by liking, subscribing, sharing, wherever you get your podcasts. The show is an extension of thescheist.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can contact me at info at And until next time, be well, stay safe, and go Bills!